o naku puna kamea nana i waile mua i keala, mahope aku kako na pokii. Ano ai me ke aloha e kapo e hoolohe mai a kaleo kauluau. Mahalo ka huiho ana mai ma keia hua lono nei. I keia polo kalamu e nana ana kako i na ala i hehi ia e na kūpuna mai keia mokupuni o Hawaii nui kua uli. Aloha to everyone listening as we continue our journey on kaleo kauluau, learning about practices and traditions on Hawaii Island today and their relationship to sustainability. As Lei just mentioned, the kupuna or ancestors are the ones who first cleared the path, both metaphorically and literally, and we, the younger generation, follow in their steps. As Pukui says about the phrase, nanai waile moi keala, he, she, first cleared the path, and then we younger ones followed. This not only speaks to the affection and respect for the hiapo of the ohana, but also speaks to the work that is done by those who come before us to ensure continuity. This is something we recognize, and it's a theme of Kaleo Kauruau this season, as we seek to learn from the wisdom of traditions that have been perpetuated in these islands for generations. Today we'll be learning about the historic trails of Hawaii Island, and with those thoughts, welcome once again to Kaleo Kauruau. Velina mai, welcome to Kaleo Kauruau. Aloha Ju, oi. Mai kai, oi. Mai kai. I'm very excited that we have an episode featuring a hui of amazing wahine who have come together to work to restore traditional trails of Hawaii Island and who will share about that with us today. Yes, that's fabulous. Let's get to know these folks. Hui ala kupuna, otherwise known as Haku, is an OEV-based collective focused on reconnecting the kupa ayau, the native-born long attached to a place, of ko Hawaii pai aina, to their ancestral pathways as a means to restore pono, or well-being, to the self and the kulaiwi, the homeland. This hui participates in various traditional cultural practices such as hula, hakumele, oli, mahiai kalo, mahiai ava, malama pailina, and more, with a unified dedication towards preserving ala kupuna and reclaiming the movement and processes towards huakai pono. Leo Kekoolani Brown is a descendant of Waipio Valley in Hamakua and of Waipio in Waiohinu, Kau. Her passion for trails began on a huaka'i with her tutu and a visit to the Ki'ipohaku and ancient Alaloa in Anaiho'omalu as an opio. As she continued along her own ancestral pathway of hula, mahi'aikalo, and care for ohana pa'ilina in Waipio Valley, she began to view the significance of ancestral trails as foundational to maintaining pilina within the Kulaivi. Leo Kekoolani is a hula olapa with halau o kekuhi in Keokaha, Hawaii since 2015. She holds a BA in anthropology with a focus in archaeology and is currently completing an MA in heritage management at the University of Hawaii at Hilo, focused on the King's Trail in Waipio Valley. Currently residing in Kalopa Mauka in Hamakua, she strives toward assisting the Kupa Ayao of Kohava'i Pai Aina in the reclamation of their ala kupuna to Huaka Ipono and Kupa'a Kumuhana. Kaui Lopez was born and raised in the valleys of Kalama and Palolo on the island of Oahu. She traces her Mo'okuauhau to many places on the islands of Hawaii and Kauai, specifically the Hilo and Puna Moku on Hawaii and Kikahar area of Kauai. 
Her journey with trails started in 2018 as a participant in the Wahikupuna Internship Program, where she was able to research and document the various Mauka Makayala, as well as the Alaloa in Ke'ei in Konahema. In 2019, she received two BAs from the University of Hawaii in Hilo, one of Hawaiian Studies and the other in, in Communication. Hula has been an important foundation for her since age four under Kumuhula Ayu at Halau Hula Omaiki on Oahu, and continuing that hulaala to eventually becoming an Uniki Ailolo of Halau Unukupukupu under Dr. Taupori Tangaro in 2019. Since then, she's been working with the State of Hawaii Trails and Access Program, Naala Hele, as a Geographic Information Systems and Historical Research Technician, where she fosters Pilina with the trails she researches through the channel of Hula. Like Leo Kekoolani, she views trails as ancestral pathways, whether it be tangible or intangible, that fosters the well-being of the greater Lahui in reconnecting back to place and space through Huaka'i Pono. La Crivella was raised by the lands of Kiahupua Anui Kailua Ko'olaupoko Ma'o'ahualua. Drawn to Hawaii Island for reasons unbeknownst to her, La would come to reside in Kona, Hawaii, and would later learn of her ancestral connections to Ho'okena, Konahema, Hawaii. It would be through these connections that she would come to value the intangible impacts of ala kūpuna as it pertains to Po'e Hawaii and reclaiming of our pilina to place. She currently resides in Ka'upu Lehu Kona'akau, Hawaii. Through her experiences in tropical dry forest restoration, ancient and historic trails, and the protection of cultural landscapes, La has developed a passion for supporting Kupa'aeo in their own ability to reclaim their identities as Hawaiians through Aina, Pilina, and Ike Kupuna. La holds a BS in Applied Ecology and a Certificate in Geographic Information Systems and currently serves her community on the Hawaii Island Burial Council and the Public Access, Open Space, and Natural Resources Preservation Commission. She is passionate about our people and the lands which nurture them, believing that the resilience of the two are inseparable and that their protection depends upon our continued efforts to kupa'aikiala ona kupuna ipa'aka'ike aipa'akana'au. Let's go over to our meakipa now. Aloha to our esteemed members of Hui Haku who are with us today, Keko Olani, Kaui, and La. We're very pleased and honored to have you folks with us to share your ike and mana'o about Alakupuna, traditional trail culture of Hawaii Island. And Keko Olani, we appreciate your efforts in bringing this hui together to be with us. And we've got to acknowledge all of those wonderful times we've spent with you on traditional pathways in Kohala, in Kona, Kau, and on the island of Ko'olave, as we worked together a few years back to humbly contribute to the restoration and the preparation of that trail for the Makahiki Circuit. These are powerful places and experience and moments. Um, mahalo nui for your willingness, all of you, to be with us today and share with our larger community. Mahalo. Thank you for having our hui here. It's so good to see you folks. My hoas again. Uh, nice to be in person. And we're, we're so grateful to share this space and this time with you folks uh, to talk about our, our shared Passion and aloha for ala kupuna. Mahalo. Good morning and mahalo nui for joining us. We're looking forward to learning from all of you and hearing what you need to, what you would like to share with us and our listeners. Mahalo. 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 Alahele maukala, alahele makaila, alahele meha meha ike kualono, 
alahele kuo u ko e koe. He ahi ko kapa e mahana ai. E lala ai i ke ala kapula, a ko kupuna vahine kino mana mana. Mana mana ke ala nui o e kuukama, e nana i ka ulu o ka malama. Ku ana hoolono i ka leo o u, o ko kupuna vahine nei la. Ku e, ku la, ku hoolono, lono e. The path goes uplands, the path goes to the lowlands. It is a lonely path to the mountain, a damp and dreary path. A fire will be the wrap which warms you, warming you along the sacred trail of your ancestress with many body forms. Your path will have many branches, my child. O Nana Ikauluo Kamalama Kamiki. Stand and heed my voice. It is I, your ancestress. Stand, make ready, stand and hear, listen. In the Ka'aoho Niua Pu'uvai no Kamiki, the heart-stirring story of Kamiki, published in Kahokuo, Hawaii, from 1914 to 1917, prior to the completion of their Olohe training, Kauluhe tasks her descendant Nanai Kaulu Komalama, also known as Kamiki, and Makaiole, to gather items necessary for their Ava and Ailolo ceremony from cliffs of Waipio to the plains of Waikoloa and the summit of Mauna Kea. In this part of their journey, they encounter a series of obstacles that serve to test their abilities and training prior to graduation as skilled experts in numerous ancient arts. Before departing on their task tuakai, along the cold, damp upland trails to fetch the sacred water of Kane from Kapikuoweo, their kupuna wahine kauluhe provides this traveling chant to warm them on their way. Mahalo. So, yeah, this chant that we just shared um, uh, comes from some of the work that Kepa and Onauna Mali did in 1997, talking about the ancient trail systems in South Kohala. And this is a traveling chant, again, that's offered as a means to acknowledge a protocol process for beginning a huaka ipono, or a journey that Kamiki and Makayole embark on. Um, this chant is a chant that links the ancestors and the descendants uh, the chant describes the challenges that they would encounter along the way of their huaka'i um, along the alakupuna. And different types of alakupuna are mentioned here. Trails that go to the uplands, trails that go to the lowlands, um, and that eventually summit the mountain of Mauna Awakea, and then also the cliffs of Waipio. Uh, the type of support that's given by the ancestor is mentioned in this chant, which is the warmth um, in a cold and challenging time and also gives active guidance from the ancestor to the recipient to help them along their journey. Mahalo. Oh, aloha mai. I'm Leo Keiko Olani Brown. Um, I'm here with my hui alakupuna, La Crivello, and Kaui Lopes. And we're honored to be here today to join you folks and share about alakupuna. Aloha ovao La Crivello. Aloha ovao no Kaui. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your practice? Ai, hiki no. Uh, the kumuhana of our hui, of hui alakupuna, is to malama our pilina to our alakupuna. So caring for our relationship and connection with our ancient trails and pathways. Um, you know, caring for the physical trails is one aspect of what we look at, but also caring for our pilina maintained by hua ka'ipono, or a well-informed and prepared for journey on those trails. And we look at, you know, we look at how that functions through our traditional practices, uh, like hula, lavaiapono, mahiai, and how the care for those trails supports us in our practices and the continuity of those practices for our families and communities. So what would you say is the essence or the importance of this particular practice? 
Um, I think for us, the importance or the essence of what we want to do um, as a hui is to really just acknowledge that pilina or that relationship that we have with these tangible trails. Oftentimes um, today, we see trails as more of a recreational thing rather than something that b pretty much builds upon our pilina or um, with the vahis that we're traveling in. And even just the pilina that we have with the kupuna that have passed. Um, I know for me, trails are fun um, because it connects, it directly connects me back to my, ala, not my ala kupuna, but oh yeah, my ala kupuna, my kupunas who have really worked these trails. And I think that's amazing for modern day Kanaka to be able to make that um, relationship with not only the tangible trails, but the intangible trails that we create within ourselves. So I think that's what we try to do here with our hui and um, just to continue to build that on that relationship. Yeah. And if I can just add to that, that's, that's exactly, um, you know, what we look at embracing through our hui is that, you know, caring for that pilina helps us acknowledge that the kula ivi and our Wahipana are fundamental sources of learning um, for our kupa ayao, which is uh, those those of us who have been dwelling for generations in the same place and doing the same practices of our kupuna in place, and also for the ohanas of Hawaii. Um, the ala kupuna also provides us opportunities to learn from you know unique spatial perspectives on the aina uh, and in the vows, those routes that are consistent with our kupuna and how they utilize them. Uh, the network of these these ala kupuna, like the ala loa, which is the coastal trail, the ala pi'i mauna, which is an ascending mountain trail, and the ala ulili, which is kind of more similar to a ladder uh, style of trail on the pali, um, support our movement within the ahupua'a and the moku. Uh, and again, for specific purposes that are not strictly recreational. And, and that's what we're looking at is how to navigate us back to huaka'ipono and more of an informed movement and understanding of how to engage with our trail systems. I think those are really important points that you folks bring up because we don't think about, well, maybe just me, um, don't think about how these trails are the actual infrastructure. They are the means of so many different things, communication, trade, movement, family, all of those things and, and even all the things that you brought up as far as hula and, and getting the the things that you need to do these practices, not just hula, but so many more that we don't think about. Um, where does this mana'o originate from? With our kupuna. Um, you think about who created these trails and what was the purpose. The trails originate from our relationship to and Pilina with Aina, our connection to our environment and our connection to each other. So when we look at this concept of trails, we look at the concept of connections and of relationships. And realistically, our trails connect us to everything that was important to our kupuna, which then tells us exactly what should be important to us today and what matters in our communities and emphasizes the relationships that we need to maintain forevermore. If I can also add, you you hit on a very um, important word there, Lei, and that was infrastructure. 
And I think once we migrate back to looking at this as our ancient infrastructure and architecture system upon the landscape, it really helps us to understand that uh, just like with Heao or with Pahale, with the local Ia, with the Loikalo, all of these infrastructures are built upon the landscape in a way that works with the land and that utilizes those unique features and characteristics of the land to support us because we support the land. Um, and the concept of caring for our pilina also, you know, ties back to Holova'a and Huaka'i in the Moana Nuiakea. Uh, it's a continuation of an informed movement and well-prepared for journey on the Aina. Uh, we see this emphasized also in our Oliku Auhau, our genealogical chants, our Ka'au, our Oli, Mele, and Hula. Uh, we see the iterations of the importance of Huaka'ipono in how the journey unfolds and how it's maintained, you know, and ultimately what that teaches us from that journey or that Huaka'i. Mahalo. And if we if we think about practitioners of this particular kumohana, um, could you share a little something about that? Who are the folks who practice this today? So those practicing, you know, that can come in many forms because right now we have uh, many different groups, I would say, that utilize our, our ancient trail systems. And it's not always those who are knowledgeable about the trail uh, how it was formed, why it was intended to be there on the Aina, where it may lead. So we have many different, I would say, user groups. Uh, what we're looking at, at for our community, we consider those who use the trail are the practitioners, the ohanas, uh, those who are, are, are informed about not just the route that the trail goes, but you know the importance of the different resources and places along the trail. And we're, we're going to get into that too. So I'm happy that we're having this discussion to elevate our understanding of those the importance of what it connects us to, the trail. Um, I'd like to add something. Um, I thought it was really cool with the... Um, so we bring up like who practices it and what type of practitioners are practicing it. Um, because... Oftentimes, you don't see the practitioners going to the places to practice what they're going to do. But in one of my trips out to Pololu for work, I was able to see the juxtaposition between, you know, Poemalihini, people from the outside come in and hike down the trail, maybe just for the views or whatever, for a certain time, um, a certain amount of time. But then as I was traveling back up, I started to see this Kumu and her Haumana traveling down to Pololu Valley. And it looked like they were preparing for some type of ceremony. And so to see that in broad daylight with the juxtaposition of the people that are coming here for recreational usage really put into perspective for me that these trails do in fact um, exist because of the continued practices that we do today. Um, whether it's seen or unseen, but it is still being utilized for its traditional practices, which is to kind of go back to the vahipana that we serve um, and to also, you know, continue our ceremonial practices, something that we don't often get to see. It's and, not it's not an abstract idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, you actually see yep. it being used. We're still the here. Continuation. It, it's not, oh, those people over there, it's it's us. Yeah, like 
oh, Hawaiians did that. No, we're still doing it. And that's mm-hmm. something that we need to keep in mind and be mindful of is the verbiage that we use because mm-hmm. Hawaiians are still here today doing these things. And when we start to say stuff like, oh yeah, Hawaiians did use this for a certain practice, it's wrong because we're still using it. And I think when we start to use those terms, it will then hopefully change the perspective Mm -hmm. on whether or not this is just a recreational trail or if it's an actual functioning trail, which it is. And if I can touch on what Kaui's um, bringing up here too, that the perspective of that comes kind of from our hui having experience also in cultural resources, heritage issues, archaeology, um, and, and understanding that we do need to change some of the language that comes from that institutionally. So kind of a way to pono that is through this practice as well. And I, I do want to go back to the origination question and who practices it to really just note um, the hui alaloa. You know, for, for me, the inspiration for this hui comes from the hui alaloa, from the ohana of Moloka'i, and those mahiai and lavai'a who malama their trail in that time period and were called to fulfill another part of their kuleana from that ala to kanaloa. And yeah, I think that that's, that's always a good place for us to go back to and realize that how much change we can effectuate by doing the hana of caring for our resources, but also our ala because our ala connects us all. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence of that if we look historically in terms of our kupuna and how they shared the responsibility of maintaining their trails or their awai system. They maintained those infrastructures that supported their entire community. And, and that was kind of an understood, you know, an understood thing at one point in time. And we've migrated away from that because of land tenure change and ownership and things like that. But for us, that's still carry on practice and, and tradition of ohana, it's important for us to continue to include ala kupuna in our, in our practices. Well, one thing, if you think about ancient versus modern, if you have to separate it today, where we're in Hilo area and people coming from Puna, Ka'u, if we didn't have the so-called Pana Eva stretch, where where would you go? What do, I mean, these trails are the highways and byways of the of the islands. And if we didn't have the thoroughfares that we have now today, how would we get to what we need? How would we get the supplies that we need? How would we get to work? I, I think people need to reframe it in their minds as far as how important the trail system is for all the things that you needed. Yeah, I like that you brought up that relationship with Puna and Hilo because actually... <laughs> the Kilauea Avenue is um, in the work that I do um, and looking through old registered maps um, and then georeferencing them and placing them on today's type of maps now um, in the geospatial world. You can see that Kilauea Avenue was the old volcano road and that was that one road that took you from Puna or that took you from Hilo all the way to Puna and then even through Ka'u and a part of that Alaloa um, system, the one that went around the whole island, so to say. Um, so it's super cool because we take that for granted. Um, we don't realize that a lot of our main highways were 
those traditional trails that our kupuna did. Um, and for me, like a lot of times I think of how cool everything kind of lines up because um, you end up, when you start to, to do research and you end up looking at these old trails, you, you'll come across like old pictures, old photographs, and then you can compare and contrast how they look to now. And even then from there, you can go deeper and say like, okay, how does that change our spatial relationship with the place that we're now with? Um, a lot of the pictures that I've seen about old Volcano Road was just this one strip of road surrounded by so much native forest. Mm -hmm. And now you barely see native forest along that path. So again, it, it kind of like transcends you into a different world. And that's kind of what we want to do. Um, be able to go back into, um, make that relationship with the trails. Oh, that's a great point, Kawi, about the old volcano trail and the old volcano road. And I know um, even over in Kona, the Ali'i uh, Ali Drive is also the old road as well. Um, and there's sections of the Alanui Aupuni that are intact from the Hawaiian Kingdom time. Uh, we can get into that too. Um, La, did you want to add anything on, on as far as that and, and old routes of travel in the perspective of the Kona side or South Kona? I think when I when I think about highways and I think about our trails and, and the history of our people in this place, I just think of standing in the Ala Loa, Ala Nui Puni, when you're in Konakao and you look to your right and there's Anaiho Omalu and you look to your left and there's, you know, Kiholo and it's a straight shot in either direction. You can stand on that Ala Loa. And it's a, just a straight shot. It's the most beautiful thing that you could see for miles, just stretch of trail. And if you take the time to walk, you'll see these other trails that come off of this, you know, our Ala Nui Alpunyar. Sometimes people call it the King's Trail. Sometimes people say Stepping Stone Trail. It's a network, right? You've got this upenna that falls over the landscape of trails, this network. And so you'll see these meandering paths, much different than these very formal, very intricately, you know, the uha humopohaku, the, the way that the walls are built. You know, at one point we, we paid our taxes by we malama the trail, but you'll see these little trails, just walking paths, meandering. It's the path of least resistance. We, at one point there was no trail, but we had to get from A to B, and so we walked the path of least resistance. Whatever didn't hurt our feet, right? Because we're in Kona. We're in North Kona. It hurts. <laughs> you go barefoot, you get your la'i slippers. No. Path of least resistance. And you work it out and you realize that we're all the same. Because the path of least resistance doesn't change. And so you see this meandering path. And then we finally at a point where we get enough poihavai'i and we say, okay, we got to make this a little bit easier. And we do the same thing with roads and we think we're so advanced and so different. It's the same thing. We get old Mamaloha Highway, we get Holuoloa Road, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we create Queen Kahumanu. Mm -hmm. right. We're adapting with our environment. We're adapting our environment with us. We're, it's a reciprocative relationship. And so we, we develop these connections and we refine them. And then you go from that meandering trail to that straight path. And then we say, oh, now we get mules, we have horses, we need more space, we widen it. There's stepping stones for our bare feet, for our la'i slippers. And then we say, okay, 
now we have horses, they can't walk on this, we move it to the side. It's trails is such a beautiful indicator of how we engage with our environment mm -hmm. and how we as people are growing and modifying our environment and, and the environment is we are adapting to the environment in order to to exist i mean every detail i could go on forever the <laughs> the, the coral you know we put coral, yeah. white coral along the sides of the trail in kona i don't know about everywhere but in kona we do that why Okay. Because we go at night. Oh, wow. it's too hot. <laughs> Nobody wants to walk for miles in the Kona, in the Pohoyue, in the Aa. Uh, no, your yep. feet hurt. It's hot. No. Well, why would that matter if we go at night and the coral? How come? Because the mahina? Oh. You can see. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> what we do out. with the kids, you go, so why, why coral? How come white? Because you can see it. It reflects the light. So, right. and mm -hmm. it's this really fun game you go out and you got to think like your kupuna it's the most humbling experience to sit mm -hmm. back and realize it's common sense but it's not so common anymore because we don't right. have to exist in our environment the same way yeah right we're so privileged and so it's such a beautiful thing to just go out there and realize that this was created for us to to make our lives easier and and i don't know that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that uh, we're talking about this season as far as um, Kaleo Kauluau is how these traditional practices are continuing in a sustainable manner. Would you mind sharing a little bit about how um, alakupuna and the associated hana that goes with it is done in such a way? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, well, you know, going back to that, our alakupuna serve as a connectors to our places and our practices that helps us to sustain our pilina to our practice or to our kula ivi. Um, you know, it's important to touch on the 1892 Charles and Highways Act that was signed into law by Lili'u in that legislative session, which enacted uh, the right to public easement and access in various forms and basically held trails in a public trust for the Hawaiian kingdom. That law has since been amended and modified through territory and state legislation. And we still hold that law today as a way, as a means to preserve and protect ancient trails that were established prior to 1892. However, we have to keep in mind that the intention for this, this legislative act in 1892 is much different from the interpretation of the law today. Mm. Uh, the, the law at that time was basically to keep supporting uh, the Hawaiian people and the ohanas to connect to their places through their native tenant rights. So in the change of the land tenure system, there was a lot of, similar to today, I think kind of cutting off of access to families to be able to utilize uh, the forest or their, their vice systems, even their pailina uh, or, or cemeteries to, to perform their kuleana. So in a reflection of that, the, the queen was receiving a lot of correspondence at that time from people across the Paiaina, you know, saying, hey, this is an issue for us. We need to continue to be granted access. And because of that inpouring of concern from our Lahui, she enacted this legislation. So it was really a legislation that was for our people and to support their native tenant rights, which later became the native Hawaiian traditional and customary rights, which we know as our gathering rights, our fishing, our vai, 
and our funerary practices. So uh, these two pieces of legislation are strongly tied together. And um, I think that acknowledging that the purpose and intent of why something is put in place and then what it evolves to is, is an interesting aspect of trails in itself as well. And so for our hui, we tend to ter- turn towards uh, why the initial purpose of the law and, uh, and, and embrace that side of it to support our Hawaiian community and, and the kupa'ai'au of this place. Mahalo for providing that that important historical background, Kiko'olani. Um, would you folks be able to share the ways in which um, this practice translates to sustainability? Thank you, Drew. Yeah, uh, in so many ways. That's what I can definitely say, because once we see the intersection with trails across all of our practices, we do see that it's important because we need to travel to the forest. We need to travel ikai. We need to access places that our kupuna did that still need to be cared for. And the means of doing so is on these ala kupuna. Um, you know, I, I can speak from the lens of, of Waipio. I'm a lineal descendant of Kelly Iopunui uh, in Waipio in the ili of Koloakiu, which is near the Mulivai Pali in Waipio, in the region of Na'alapa. So there, that uh, our ohana, you know, maintains our family pa'ilina, also our lo'ikalo, and uh, it's right along the King's Trail, which would be considered an ala kumu pali, or an ala that lies at the base of a pali. And uh, that's also another, like La mentioned earlier, name for it is the King's Trail. People always want to ask, which king? <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's a matter of interpretation, but it's a nice discussion to have too. Um and so for, for the valley, you know, we have many routes of movement, many routes of travel that reflect the lifestyle and reflect the necessity to keep those routes open. And, and, and frankly, you know, in a practical sense, safe, you know, that's really what it's about is being able to continue to function in a, in a utilitarian kind of way in the same way as our kupuna. So, you know, there, there's issues now with the YPO road closure and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about what's going on with that. Uh, it comes back to a geotechnical study that said the road was unsafe, which, you know, our kupuna could have told you that because, you know, it wasn't meant to be a Jeep road or a car road. Mm-hmm. It was actually a mule trail. And before that, it would have just been um, an ala that goes up the pali. Uh, so in terms of mahi aikalo, and that type of practice, uh, trails help, help us maintain our eyes. So we have uh, next to the King's Trail, running parallel in, in Waipio to the King's Trail at the Mulivai Pali, uh, there's Akahi Awai, and they run together for a good distance, about like half a mile. They're side by side with the ala up on top of the Pali, closer to the Pali, um, at the base still, not on top, but at the base. And then the Akahi Awai is running alongside that. And, and that trail goes up to Neneve. It continues to go further back to the valley. And so trails for us, again, helps us maintain our Awai system when we need to go to the waterhead. It also helps us to maintain our, our family pa'ilinas, you know, to maintain our graves and care for them and, and connect to our kupuna in that way. Uh, so, you know, I think when you look at it in a sense of the ahupua'a and the vahipana, and you look at those old networks of trails and where they lead to and where they don't lead to as well, it can teach you even more about the ahupua'a and how to, I think, function in a way that's consistent, at least on the movement end and the traveling part with our kupuna. Mm-hmm. 
And to me, that's the essence of sustainability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mahalo. Yeah. Thank you, Keiko'o. Mahalo. Um, yeah, f- for me, translate uh, trails helps me to pretty much build relationship with the place that I'm serving. So I just want to put it out there that as Hawaiians, it's our kuleana to go back to those traditional practices and see how the kupa'ayao, the people of that place, were taking care of those places. Um, and we need to be mindful of our entitlements. Um, yes, trails gives us access, but before you can even get the access, you need to be invited to a place by the people of that place. You need to situate yourself with that place, depending on the ike that you get, whether it's from the people of that place or if it's your own research. And for me, um, hula functions in that way for me. Um, It gives me another layer, another lens to look at um, on how to build pilina with the place that I'm going to sing about, the place that I'm dancing about, the place that I'm researching about. Um, And it happens in real life. Like for my day job, I I just came back from a Waimanu camp out um, two weeks ago. And for me, how I build relationship with that vahipana, because it is a vahipana, um, is by doing my own research and learning about what type of things were happening in that place. And so for me, I think my first trip back in 2019, um, I was also going through uh, kumuhula training and just so happened we the summer before we just created our lapa'iki and we started to learn uh, a hula noho with our lapa'iki and it was and it's called aumakahula ana and the story that my kumu gave us was that hi'iaka on her journey to fetching lohiao when she's on that honokane coast um her and Vahineo Ma'o encounter a challenge. Um, they're at the the base of the Pali's and they don't know whether to continue inland on the trail or if they should take a hula'ana, which is a trail that you take seaward or you swim through that coast because it's less time consuming. And um, in that mele hi'iaka, she takes that hula'ana but Vahineo Ma'o and her other companions with her are scared because there's a shark that lives within that area. And for me, I was like, where is this shark coming? Where is this shark? Where, where is the Honokane coast? What do I do? Like, you know, like, how do, how do I get that information? How do I relate myself to that hula? And it just so happened that I was looking at um, an old registered map of Waimanu Valley and I saw this local, ia, I don't know if it was a local, ia, but it was a local and it said local o maka'ukiu. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's that shark's name. So for me, I drew conclusion, conclusions just by um, having that connection with my manu, having that connection with my hula and the mele. And I concluded that where I was serving, where I was taking care of, there's a shark that lives there. And my Last trip in 2021, last year in July, I was able to go with a lineal descendant, um, Uncle Speed, 
And he took us to Kakaoki Falls, which is the falls that feeds into Lokomakaokiu. And when you start to do more research on what Kakaoki means, well, Kakaoki is that act of stripping away the tea leaf to see if there is a shark present in that waters. And so that just gave me like a whole mind blown experience because everything came full circle from 2019 till now. And just being able to see like, this is the place that I dance about. This is where I'm able to connect. And I was able to share that melee and that story with the people that we hiked with. Of course, after the fact, they swam in that waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) So so it was nice. It was nice because the feedback that I got was that they were so appreciative. These are Kanaka that don't know these stories because unfortunately, they weren't, they didn't have that background. And that's what sustainability is, is making sure that we're looking to our old traditional practices that are still here today. And hula is one of those things that has been pivotal in keeping culture alive here in Hawaii. Um, the kumu hula are the, the teachers that pass down this ike, the navigational purpose, the actual, the actual traversing of these places, um, experiencing that places, hakuing it into a mele is another portion of that. And then to translate it or transcend to another layer of it is teaching them a hula about that place. And to me, that's what sustainability is. And to me, that's exactly the type of oihana that I want to be able to do is and serve my community in that way is to not only just share a story with you, but be able that you're going to experience the same experience that I did and your kupuna did from generations before and from generations before. And you don't really think about it until you're talking about it. And then you're like, whoa, that's actually vital information. Hmm. So I'm glad I could share that with you guys today. Mahalo. 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 Thank you, Kawi. And, you know, hearing all of this and having these conversations, I think we've reiterated it many times. But even just the way that we as a hui have come together it was through trails, but when we look at that overall function of trails, it's connections. It's connections of people to place, of, of people through time with generations forward, generations back. And these connections that really are supporting this very multifaceted community and our engagement with the environment, uh, whether you're mahi'ai or po'ehula or lava'i'a, really the the tangible and intangible connections that trails guide us through to one another and to place. And, um, you know, from my own background with with tropical dry forest restoration in Kona and with Iwi Kupuna, um, we look at this concept of trails and where they lead, but really recognizing that trails are not what leads. Our kupuna lead us through trails. Anything that matters, they lead us through trails. And, and so it's really more appropriate to say that these trails are the vessel that our kupuna guide us through and, and support us through in these times that we're in, 
as Hawaiian people, trying to navigate very unfamiliar territories um, with that cultural foundation. And when I look at the connections of trails and the connections um, in my own experiences, I, I think of Ivi Kupuna and I think of these hua olalo. You know, you have Ivi Kupuna, Ivi Kua Mo'o, Mo'o Kua Ohau, Mo'o Puna. Um, and I just think of this idea of even through our hua olalo, our kupuna connected on, on an unconscious level, passing us this knowledge and saying, these are, these are related, very, very integrated um, and integral to each other. Because even mo'o, mo'o is a pathway, mm-hmm. but mo'o, mo'o puna, your children, ivi kua mo'o, your, your ancestral homeland, kua mo'o, your backbone. And I work in spaces that, and I think we all do, we work in spaces that really challenge our ability to, to get down to that root and, and, and the backbone. But connectivity um, to, of people to place time in one another and to g- generational connectivity. And when I think of our kupuna in that context and of trails and ivi kupuna, which is kind of the most familiar territory to me, Pa'ilina. I just think of how beautiful it is and how lucky we are. How loved are we and how loved is this land that our kupuna, even in passing, remain protectors of this place and fortify our Pilina to Aina with their bones. I, I thank you, La. That is... That kind of love, yeah, to yeah. have so much love to point to Aina that they they have settled their bodies into this land and that they have ensured that they'll stand by us in perpetuity. I think you look at that and I guess the one thing I would say is that that's the difference between Western science and Ike Kupuna. Ike Kupuna is science, but it's better science. <laughs> that's what I say. I say it's better science. <laughs> it is. Ike Kupuna, it's gathering information, interpret interpreting ecological processes and passing on the knowledge of how we engage with our environment rooted in this commitment, rooted in ohana, rooted in responsibility, that we we tied ourselves to this aina through every aspect of our existence. And then we ensure that our keiki are tied in that way. And, you know, in our fields, we use these fun jargons like biological cultural <laughs> approaches to conservation and traditional ecological knowledge. Biological cultural approaches to conservation is what we have been doing forever. <laughs> We have hundreds of years of a study that is just, um, I mean, when you think about it that way, it's undeniable. The, the work ethic that goes into Hawaiian people being Hawaiian on our lands and, and this traditional ecological knowledge, you know, really it's, it's our ike that we pass down to, you know, seven generations sustain, forward. To sustain. And, and that's that goes back to the, to the whole topic, you know, because yeah. it is, it's all of these processes that are involved. And like you said, I appreciate you said about the jargon that we all have to use in our oihana today, just to, I think just to communicate, you know, to communicate mm-hmm. to others that don't have maybe that perspective um, or experience. Uh, that's, that's a vital part, I think, of what this hui does too, is trying to communicate between two worlds that, hey, you know... Um, <laughs> This is really where we're coming from. Yeah. We have the it, data. Yeah. We have the data. It's Absolutely. There. Yeah. 
I mean, our ancestors set the foundation with their bones. And, and then it, we, but we lay down the foundation next to them every generation after. Right. And that, you know, that goes into a whole nother um, podcast series <laughs> as far as those type of issues. But that's one thing that our, our hui is really looking at going forward is that, you know, we, we feel that with, you know, we talked about the Trails and Highways Act and that's been used for a long time now to, one, protect trails. And, and that's important, right, to protect access, to protect trails. But we're kind of in an era where it needs to navigate back to the integrity of why and the function and purpose of that trail. So an example would be once a registered trail is on a map and it's being protected by either the county, the state, um, or federally, um, it it's kind of becomes under their management, right? And and it's it's good in one facet because it protects it from development, uh, but also in another avenue, there's room for improvement uh, in terms of maybe not everyone should have access to those areas because of the intention and the function of that trail when it was established. So an example of that for our ohana that has to do with Pa'ilina is again on the King's Trail in Waipio. Uh, that section of trail from Keone at the beach near the Hale Oliloa going back to Neneve or Nanawe, which some might say, uh, Vailele or waterfall, um, traverses through all Aina Kupuna in terms of private lands that belong to our Kupuna and LCAs, but that entire Pali, we have many um, different Pailina. So many of our Kupuna are buried on the Pali because that is the that is the practical nature of the valleys, of the Avava. The agriculture on the floor, on the Avava, and then on the Kumu Pali is our Kupuna. And so, you know, for years now, we've been building up of having tourists come across and, and then traversing, you know, everywhere in the valley. And we're trying to work on some of those issues with our community now. We have an opportunity to do so with the road closure. However, you know, there's, there's nothing that protects us to actually close that trail. So as we face it now, tourists and every general public can come to the end of the beach in Waipio and traverse back to basically an, what is an alahula or a well-famed trail, because along that trail, you also have Moaula Heao, where Kuka Ilimoku was kept. You have the Palaka and you have uh, Kuahailo Heao. So within a mile and a half of trail, you have three to four heaos along with the Haleoliloa and our Pailina. So it's really not an appropriate space for those who are not knowledgeable, guided or invited or have a purpose and a function to, to come in to that area. And we see that repeated over and over again in the work that Kawi does, the work that La does within these different communities on the Moku and the Mokupuni, um, that really there's legislative amendments needed to safeguard our communities um, from having that type of uh, intrusion and not unnecessary exchange where the function has been diluted or, you know, basically moved away from or forgotten mm -hmm. or maybe just not the awareness, right, too. Sometimes it's not a malicious thing, I don't think, but I think that it's it needs to be addressed and, and across the Pai Aina too. Mm -hmm. That's something important that you bring up as far as the Pai Aina and, and statewide. Um, one question I have is for you folks, 
your your pilina is here. You, the work that you're doing here is on Hawaii Island. Do you see that there are other efforts on on other islands? I mean, you you mentioned Molokai and Kanaloa, but how are the trails being maintained or or looked after or just what is being done that you know of on the other islands? Because I know that, um, say for Oahu, it's very much built up and there's a lot of people there. So how do we how do we maintain or even just protect what we have left? And then before we can even think about expanding, how, how do we do that? Absolutely. That is an excellent question. And uh, that's something always that I think of is with the, our other uh, huahanao, our other cousins out there and that are facing issues too. Um, and then how can we still elevate that awareness of trails and how it impacts us no matter where we are? And I think that goes back to, you know, kind of utilizing to some of our modern resources in terms of research maps. Also, you know, utilizing the research of your own community. Talk to those practitioners who are still utilizing um, trails. And it's very different <coughs> on Oahu. We don't mm -hmm. have very many segments um, left. I can't say that too for the whole place because I'm not super familiar, but I know in places maybe like Kaena and Nanakuli and Waimanalo um, and other other places that are more in the country, we may still have places mm -hmm. like that. But I think another important point is realizing that how we talked about earlier, that evolution of um, the transportation system and of trails evolving into roads, mm -hmm. right? So many of the places where we're in cars, you know, I think that's another opportunity to know, oh, hey, I'm on an old trail. I might be in a car, right? <laughs> I might be traveling like this, but I'm on an old trail. And I think just even making that connection um, is powerful because it, there's also that potential, say you pull over on the side of the road to have an experience like your kupuna because of maybe the spatial or observational mm -hmm. place that you can kilo from there. So there's a lot of ways I see that it's viable to integrate um, where we are today and, and where we may go or where our kupuna would like us to go mm -hmm. as well. And we, we do need to remember that the trails, you know, as far as how do we, how do we, it, what it comes down to is how do we make people care? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, in order to protect something, you have to love it. In order to fight for things, you have to love them. And how do you make anybody love anything? You cannot. You practice. Don't. Through practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Through doing. Why did the trails exist? Because our kupuna were doing. So Doing the, life, in and other the, words. <laughs> and the thing you'll kind of hear too, you know, not we don't want to be dismissive of the fact that maybe the trail is not there anymore, but the practice is. Mm -hmm. So we create a new trail. Whether it's a physical, actual trail, just like before, or it's just the act of movement to this place and this space for practice and really getting back into the, the purpose behind these trails, which is, is us engaging with mm -hmm. each other and with this place um, and, and malama aina and, and practice. Yeah. And if I can just circle back to touch on one more thing, you know, when we think of other communities right now currently that are going through issues um, where, you know, I can think to Koloa right now on Kauai, um, also Kauaula last year on Maui um, in terms of, you know, Ivikupuna desecration, but also how that intersection of our trails and our access also can be used as a strength, right, for us to know how this law 
can support us to maintain our access, to continue to protect, to continue to malama. And I tend to think of that saying, you know, use it or lose it. And that's kind of where we're at for our trails, you know, and I think it's an important time for the Lahui and our Ohanas to, you know, just remember that to um, haupumai and and uh, recall that we can re-engage like that and through that space. And, and it's an important thing because when we don't, then yeah, the, the, the access and the pilina is something that's, you know, um, more difficult to reestablish later on and, and can be erased, yeah, by the physical erasure of the infrastructure. Yeah, and, you know, that's the good thing about practice because you can't claim something as practice if you're not doing it, if you're not <laughs> practicing the practice. <laughs> and so I think about that a lot. I think about alakupuna, not just the tangible, but the intangible, intangible ancestral pathways. Metaphorically, you know, or I was told, back in like 2020, I think it might have been Kainana that mentioned this, but she mentioned something like, you know, your pathway, your life pathway is already laid out by your kupuna. It's really up to you finding your north arrow and getting on that path. And I think about that a lot um, as an uniki ailolo, you know, my responsibility is to be that kumu for the next generations to come. And while I'm situated here in Hilo, while I've learned everything that I can about trails here in Hilo, my home is back in Oahu. And I see that there's a need for, for this type of pilina. And ultimately, eventually, when I decide to open up practice, I want to be able to go back home and be able to teach that. Because I'm not to say that there isn't any resources here in Hilo for me, but the greater need for myself and the greater need for my practice is a community that I see lacks. And really that's what we try to do at Hui um, with, the, with Haku is engaging with our communities, um, whether it be the communities here that we've made in new homes or the communities back home that's still asking and still wanting to learn from you. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's sustainability, right? Um, being able to know when your journey in some place is coming at a, like a, just a halt or you're just lanaing. And then sometimes you got to go back. You got to hold you back. That framework of ka'au um, and just remembering what that pathway looks like, which you're going to eventually meander all over the place, but that's okay. Maybe, maybe some people. Yeah. <laughs> nah. uh, just joking. But, you know, I, and, and thank you for that. Cause I think even for our hui, you know, we, we really are not a traditional organization. We're really just grassroots. We really just do what we can with what we have. And it's, it's through our relationships. So all three of us, and we want to send a shout out to our fourth member who's not present with us. Uh, Candice, Maima Evai Wharton. Uh, she's also in the Master's Heritage Management Program with me here at UH Hilo. And her focus is on Ava um, practice and cultural traditions of Puna. And, you know, she she is definitely our other member that, you know, pr brings another aspect of ethnobotanical knowledge and specialty to, to this hui. And I wanted to say we're not traditional in the sense that we are not, I guess, casting that broad of a net at this time to put ourselves out there in many ways, but we really focus on our ohanas. 
we focus on our ohanas and the communities that we are in and that we serve. And we are always here to be reached out to by others um, in, in the Paiaina or on this island to support them reconnecting their pilina to alakupuna. So mahalo. I mean, you folks were talking about um, something that makes me think that our community needs to be aware, to have this awareness, this knowledge of the presence of trails, this upena that you referred to before, La, that's such a beautiful image across the landscape, and interact with these trails in, in different ways, whether we're driving along, you know, one of them or we're interacting with the trail and with a particular function like you folks have spoken of too. Um, in any case, how can we how can we increase our island community's awareness of them, of these trails, of these alakupuna? Um, do you folks, is there something that you folks could share with us that would allow our community to do that? Yeah, so that's actually exactly why we formed this hui, because there wasn't something existing that was servicing um, the broader community and in terms of our Hawaiian community. Um in learning more about trails in a way that's immersive and true to us. So that's what we're working on now. There are other avenues. Um, there's Alakahakai National Historic Trail, their corridor. They have some great resources and a great team there to reach out to that are always happy to provide guidance and information. Um, Kawi and Locke can also share some resources available at this time too. So, you know, when you go to the nonprofit grassroots sector, you would have also Alakahakai Trail Association. They're a non-government, nonprofit organization committed to trails and to people in Hawaii. Um, and at the state level, you have Na'alahele Trails and Access Program. Their website is at, I believe it's hawaiitrails.gov. Um they have their supporting nonprofit as well, Emao Naalahele. Yep. They also have a website. You can look them up, Emao Naalahele. Um, but as far as the work that we're hoping to do, we're hoping to create more resources for our community to, to do exactly what you just said, Drew, because um, no one of those programs at this point is pre providing comprehensive um, education and resources in a way that I think gives more autonomy to the Hawaiian experience and that, that drive towards huakaipono or a well-informed access of utilizing our alakupuna. Right. And maybe and, you folks can share our... And I just, when we get back to that idea of, it's education, right? But in order to protect things, we've got to love them, right? That's pretty simple. But you can't love something you don't understand. And in order to understand it, we've got to be taught in, at some level, but people learn differently. People love differently. And that's where I think practice, I mean, our community is so diverse and we're so talented in so many different ways. And so that's something that's at the base of this is understanding that that's the root of, of this organization is getting into these practices that are appealing to each individual Hawaiian because at the heart of it, we're just all finding ways to connect. Yeah, so we invite you guys to check out our Instagram at Huiala Kupuna. Um, remember, so we don't directly quote us because 
because we're just we're learning a group of too. Hawaiians learning together, sharing our perspective and sharing our ike, and that's what Hawaiians do. We have many ways to makavalu, many ways to see um, how the world functions, and if you like what we shared today, then huiyalo kupuna. Yeah. On and Instagram. We'll be looking for other Haku members soon too. We're almost to that point. And really the basis for us is that um, Haku member or we really focus on that term Kupa Ayao. And we use that throughout the, the talk story today. And that's really to refer to um, a, a person that is long dwelling in a land or in a place to basically it just means person eating long time, right, from the Aina. <laughs> and so we look for those type of Kupa Ayao in the, in the Mokupuni that are functioning within their practice and in their kumuhana uh, and how trails can support that for them. Their their inclusion of, of trails support what they're already doing as well. Mahalo. 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 Thank you guys very much for spending time with us and sharing a part of your world with us and with our, our audience because um, these are things that we need to know about like how you mentioned, La, if you don't know about it, you can't love. If you don't have that investment, you can't build those relationships. And if you don't have that, then you have no reason to perpetuate it. So mahalo nui for sharing with us today. Mahalo. 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 Thank you for having us and giving us this opportunity. Um, I love podcasts, so <laughs> it's it's nice to have this platform because, you know, it reaches not just in Hawaii, but globally. And this is integral to our work here as Kanaka and of, as Kupa Ayawa, this Pai Aina. And I want to thank you folks, Bruce, Drew, and Leigh. It's so great to see you again, and we really appreciate and mahalo the work you folks have been doing for our, our lahui and our communities in Hawaii. What a wealth of knowledge and a great resource you're creating for us also. Mahalo. Oh, thank you. Imua. Na kupuna. Eo. Kaulu pai aina. Eulu. Mahalo nui to our visitors from Hui Ala Kupuna. Featuring Leo Kekoolani Brown, Kaui Lopez, and Lacrivello. We've been positively transformed through the knowledge that they've shared with us today. Yes, our trail system is our infrastructure that connects us to physical and non-physical spaces and times. And with that, please be sure to check out our blog at hilo.hawaii.edu slash as well as Facebook and Instagram to learn more. Until next time, Ahuiho. Aloha. Aloha.